Welcome back to another episode of Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It is time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? It is great to have you back today. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode where I discussed how my faith played a huge role in my success and outcome of my imputation. This week, I want to talk to you about a group of people that I fell in love with this past year and got involved through a friend and have now been working with them for over a year. It is Range of Motion Project Global. And I'm just going to read to you what their website will say their mission is. It says ROMP's mission is to provide high quality prosthetic care in underserved populations, which enhances mobility and unlocks human potential. Wow, right? When I first got involved, I was contacted by someone from Living with Amplitude magazine, and they were creating a team of amputees, but also two-legged, normal, (laughs) physically normal looking people who would go out and raise funds and challenge themselves to be mobile, to bring awareness to our mobility. And within that, I started realizing that when I challenged myself, I also felt happier. And when I realized that I was fortunate enough, if you can believe that, to be an amputee and be mobile now, and that there are some amputees that have never worn a prosthetic because, like it says, they are in underserved countries, uh, meaning that maybe there is no prosthetic care or doctors in that area and no prosthetics. And so when I realized that my mobility gave me happiness and that happiness was contagious and I was able to feel like I could do anything, I realized how fortunate I was for the surgeon who did a great job on my leg. I was fortunate to find two prosthetics that are amazing guys who not only do a great job fitting me, but also created a bond and a friendship within that. And as you know, with prosthetists, you are with them, you know, all your life. So they're important to bond with and have a good relationship one with one that you can communicate to um, on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, whatever. And then I'm also fortunate that I had a great uh, physical therapy team who not only showed me how to get stronger, do it right, so I wouldn't hurt myself, and then also support me along my crazy challenges and journeys like the 10K I did a year after amputation. But I realized how many people, even within the United States, do not get prosthetics. I myself spent a full month 
of fighting the insurance companies to make sure that I could get the one that they had said I could have when I did my due diligence before my surgery. I needed to find out if the leg that I needed to have, that my prosthetist said that I needed, was coded correctly so that I could get it as um, from my insurance company. And then after my surgery, their language had changed and then no longer was available to me. And so I understand um, the fear of never being able to walk again. And I understand how precious my mobility is. And quite frankly, it has given me the ultimate freedom to do whatever I want to do. Of course, I have to get past mental barriers and fears, but I know that I can do whatever I want. And when I found out that I could raise funds to help others get a prosthetic that they would never even dream to be able to get, and I could do it while I challenged myself to raise the bar for my own competitive um, goals and, and everything, I was all in. Now, this company has been amazing. So last July, I believe, was my very first challenge, and it was We Still Climb, is what they called it. And we raised money as a team, and I took off and went up into Flagstaff, Arizona, to climb Mount Humphreys, which is our tallest peak. And I got to the tree line when the rain started. And for anybody that knows Mount Humphreys, if it's starting to rain and there's storms coming in, you do not want to be on top. Um, several people have been struck by lightning and killed. And so, and of course, with the prosthetic trying to go down when it's raining on a mountain that is filled with rocks and roots, it was a very treacherous down for me. It took hours for me to get back down, but what a challenge. And, um, I'm proud of how far I got with that one. I'd love to reach the top someday, but I'm really proud of how far I got. But what I wanted to tell you is that now we have two different things that are going on with Range of Motion Project because now I've become a team leader. I have a team that is doing the 2021 challenge, which obviously goes all of 2021. And my team of, I think, 14 or 15 people has pulled together to run, walk, hike, bike, swim, skateboard, scooter, whatever you do to move 2,021 miles as a team by December 31st and raise $2,021 by the end of the year. And we're cruising along really well. We had a late start, um, probably February, March. And if you want to join, you're welcome to. I'll have a link in my... Um, my website that you can go to or you can donate and we're doing really really well and I'm really excited because I have again physical therapists prosthetists are on my team my husband's on my team um, my my prosthetist and I are the only amputees as of right now but um, we're always willing to take more it's never too late to start um, and then there's also within the team, there is Mobility May, which we're obviously almost at the end of. 
but we were to raise funds and awareness through May. And for me, it was a great jump start because, you know, when you fundraise for a year, you kind of let it drag and it drops down. And it's really kind of awesome how they, you know, reinstilled an excitement and a new challenge and everything. And they're working with Merrill, um, the shoe, shoe wear, the, the boots, hiking boots, and Zappos Adaptive, which I'm really excited to see them partnering with. And we are raising funds for that. I raised, I, I'm unfortunately a team of one on the Mobility May, but I promised that I would raise $800. And I'm happy to say that we beat the $800. So I'm so excited about that. And we have to do a hundred of something in May. And I thought, well, you know, I could just do a hundred miles, not a big deal. But I decided that I want to do a hundred of something every day. And I decided that I've been wanting to get back to jump roping and get better at it. So I decided to do 100 revolutions of my jump rope every day. That was awesome until Mother's Day. (laughs) On a Mother's Day, I decided, you know, my mom, the year I lost my leg was the same year my mom passed away. She passed away at the beginning of the year and I lost my leg at the end of the year. So that year, 2018, was not a great year for our family. But I thought, in honor of my mom, I'll do a second 100. I'm going to push the envelope. I'm going to do 200 revolutions. So my first 100, not a big deal. I got to 40 on the second. Now, you have to understand I'm doing this with one leg. I don't have my prosthetic on because I don't want to have the extra weight hitting um, nerves. And so when you don't have another leg to kind of rest on, your one calf takes everything. My knee is fine. What ended up happening is that 140, um, I started to pull the muscle or strain the muscle. But because I am so stubborn and extremely competitive, and if I was doing something for my mom, I was going to follow through. I got to 200, but I did some damage on my calf. So that night I was really worried about it. I could barely sleep. Got up the next day, but I decided, well, this is my goal. Do another 100. I barely got through that hundred and could feel it just tearing. It hurt so bad. Got up the next day. You guessed it. I'm going to do another hundred. And I waited till the evening that day just to give my leg a little bit extra rest. Did that hundred. And at that point I thought I can't do anymore. There is no way I'm going to make it through. I think I still had 17 days left. So I'm like, okay, we're going to get on the surfboard. The water will be cool. So that'll be my first challenge because I'm such a wimp with water. But I tie myself off in my pool and I get on my surfboard. And to strengthen my strokes, I've been getting on my surfboard and just surf, uh, stroking in place. So I'm like, well, I'll do 100 of those. And of course, I went all out the first day. And for some reason, I have noticed that um, I pop ribs out really, really easily, which I think is what I did. I don't think I cracked a rib. But I stroked so hard and so fast for 100 strokes um, that I I did something to my ribs to the point where I now can't sleep. And that was like a week ago. (laughs) So I did that two days. The second day I thought I was going to die. So I went back to jump roping thinking I'd given my calf enough rest. So I am. I'm back to jump roping. But I'm not a quitter. I get through this. Monday is May 31st, and I um, will finish this. I finished the fundraising aspect. I will finish my challenge. Um, 
this is what living with someone as stubborn as I am looks like on a daily basis. Now, I told you I wanted to talk about Range of Motion Project. The people there are amazing. Um, talk about filling your bucket and filling other people's buckets. This is them in a nutshell. The people that do this go into um, underserved countries and within our own communities here in the U.S. to serve others. And I just can't even fathom what it must be like to be the person who brings a prosthetic to someone who's never had one, never gotten out of their bed or their wheelchair, and gotten to walk again. Because I've seen some of us here do videos on Facebook of their first steps after a year or two years of not walking or even six months. And the tears that come from that is pretty amazing. So I just can't even imagine being the people that are hitting the ground running with these prosthetics and taking them to people that could only dream that one day that might happen for them. So that is why I do this. One of the things that I write on my social media a lot was my mobility has given me freedom. And unless you have had mobility taken from you, you don't understand what that really, really means. The freedom to do anything you want. And I'm not talking about hiking and running and biking and all that stuff. I'm talking about simple stuff here in your home. Taking laundry from one room to another. Getting up and cooking your family a meal. Putting away dishes. Making a bed. Getting in and out of a shower. I mean, things that maybe a lot of you take for granted. Those of us that are amputees, if that's taken away from us and we're not sure, like I wasn't sure for four weeks, which seems really small, but when you're in the midst of making a phone call and an insurance company says, we don't know anything yet, but right now it's been denied, try tomorrow. Those minutes and hours are so consuming. And quite frankly, all the negative thoughts that you never thought you'd have to deal with come into your head. They flood you. They flood your emotions. They take over. And I really, for four weeks, I called Monday through Friday to find out the status, to talk to the next higher up, and to keep climbing the ladder of our insurance company to find out what was going on because I couldn't get answers. And then Friday would come. And that was the worst day because then I knew I had to wait Saturday and Sunday before I could talk again to someone on Monday. You know, and, and you think all you could think about was, and those people went home to their families and they're doing their thing and they're enjoying life while I sit here thinking they hold the key on whether or not I get a prosthetic and walk again. That at times was very angering and at times was so sobering and sad that I thought, what did I do? Because remember, I elected to amputate because my life was hard with the leg I had, the knee I had. And I started second guessing my decision. All the things that were promised to me prior to amputation that I checked out had been taken away right after a month after amputation. So I was in a place where I thought this could be the worst thing I've ever done to myself. So I had to fight and, and that's the reason why I 
get on here because I want to empower you to advocate for yourself because you have to fight. No one else will fight like you will fight for your life. And these people that take prosthetics, not only do they make a life-changing donation of time and energy to these people, they change their lives forever. And to that, I'm eternally grateful for companies like Range of Motion Project because they are doing the good work that needs to be done for those that can't fight for themselves or don't have the avenue to fight for themselves. So that is my soapbox for romp. Um, I love you guys dearly. I am grateful for you, your existence and your mission in this world to do good to others, to bring joy, to bring freedom. And keep in mind, when you have freedom or mobility, you gave someone independence. For someone who was dependent on others to do this or that, I understand that. That my freedom of mobility gives me complete independence. You know, I get in the car and I go wherever I need to go. Nothing holds me back. I don't have to think about how will I get groceries. When I check out, cashiers will say, do you want help to your car? And I'm like, nope, I got it. It's great exercise. I love that I have that independence. So thank you, Romp for all you do. You guys are a blessing to this world and to those individuals that you help. Um, you've, you change lives and that's awesome. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, I do want to talk to you about what's happening and what's coming up in my life because I have some crazy stuff happening. Um, for those of you that have been listening and know a little bit about me, I have been homeschooling my two boys for most of their life. When they went into high school, we did a part-time homeschooling, part-time school so they could be a part of sports because that was really important to me and my husband. And last year through the pandemic, my oldest son was a senior and that was the first year he was going to be full-time because I wanted him to be prepared for college and being let go into the world. And of course, the poor kid didn't even get to do a full year of full-time schooling because as of spring break, everything was shut down and they were schooling online. Well, this year, my younger son is finishing up his junior year. So this mama is sad and, and dealing with that because last Friday was the last day I homeschooled him. Next year, he'll go full-time as a senior and then off to college, just like my oldest son. So that's happening right now as I'm speaking. He's actually taking his last final at his school that he is at. And then um, finishing up a paper for me that's due this week. And then he's done for summer until football begins. And then there's just me next year, which will be very strange because I think it's been 11 years of homeschooling with two boys always by my side. And it has been the best journey ever. Um, even though we had the ups and downs of all my surgeries, they were always by my side and helping out. And I'm eternally grateful for that. And I really pray that they found some empathy for people based on what they saw me go through. But that life-changing event, of course, is one thing that's happening. I have another life-changing event coming up, but I'm not going to divulge that yet. You're going to have to wait. Um, it's big. 
and it will be time consuming. And I bring it up because I'm not sure how much I will be able to do with podcasting the next, I'd say month. I will try to dip in and, and do a little small mini ones. But if I, if you find me MIA for a week, please don't panic. I'm not gone. I'm just swamped at what's going on. And when it all is official, I will tell you all about it on an episode. But the next other, uh, the next thing that's going on in, in our life is that we are traveling back home to Chicago next week, or actually at the end of this week. And I can't wait. I have not traveled since before the pandemic. I have not seen my family, my husband's family, who all live in Chicago. And we are going to go back. We're celebrating my husband's birthday. We're going to go into downtown Chicago um, and just enjoy seeing everybody and hugging everybody again. I have missed it so much. I've missed everybody there. I've missed the traveling and just being able to have that freedom again. That freedom is amazing. And I know that everybody's lives have been changed, some permanently from this pandemic. And for those of you that have permanently had change happen to you negatively, I'm very, very sorry. Know that my prayers are with you. Um, we have been fortunate. We have stayed healthy. Our family has stayed healthy. Several people did get COVID, but um, they were youngers and they recovered well. So we can't wait to go see them. We had a baby born in the family. We won't be able to see that one because they're up in Michigan now. But we had a baby born in the family during all this time. And um, it's just going to be great to travel. So I thought, you know what? I want to give you a glimpse into traveling as an amputee really quick before I sign off for today. When I travel, there's literally a checklist of things that I need to make sure I have. So if you're an amputee and you've never traveled, you just need to go prepared. If you're not prepared, it's just tough. And then it becomes money consuming, right? I need crutches at night. If I forget my crutches, I got to go buy a pair when I get where I'm going. And that's, you know, I don't need that. I have so many pairs of crutches here at home. It's unbelievable through all the years of crutching. But I did buy a collapsible pair. You need, if you're an amputee and you have to travel, you need to buy that. Mine collapsed down. They're full-size crutches, normal crutches, but they collapse down and fit in my large care, uh, large check bag, which is awesome. So collapse those down, pop them open, and I'm ready to go for the evenings when my leg is off. I also have to make sure because I have a Autobox C leg, I have to have my charger. <laughs> if I don't have my charger, we have a problem. That is something that isn't easily something to buy. You can't go to the store and get an Autobach charging cord. That has to come from them and it's hundreds of dollars. I actually did that one time <laughs> and it was horrible because it was when I went to Kauai two years ago and I got there and I started unpacking first day started unpacking that night and looked around and went oh no I forgot my charging cord so basically what ends up happening is my leg will keep a charge for probably two days and after that 
visualize your car losing power steering. That's what happens. I could bend my leg, but it would take all my arm arm strength to bend it. Like I couldn't walk and bend. So basically I'd become a peg leg, stiff leg walking. It's not bad, but it's, it's darn near impossible to do anything or enjoy vacation if your leg's not working right. And when you learn to walk a certain way with it, it's very hard to stop walking the right way and change your gait. So you want to make sure you have a charging cord. And I did actually find the right people, the right connection, the right avenues. They have Autobox send me one all the way to Kauai within like two days. And um, I was blessed with not having to spend um, an awful amount. And they didn't, they sent it free of charge with shipping. So that was amazing. Other things that are needed. Um, I use a spray bottle with um, rubbing alcohol and water to clean out. I am a suction fit, no liner. So when I sweat in my plastic liner, I have to make sure I clean it out every day. So when I take it off, I have to have my spray bottle and a little towel. I always, always, always carry my, what I call my leg backpack. That's what my family knows it as. If I need it and it's in the house or something, I tell my kids, can you grab my leg backpack? They know which one that is. Um, we're a family of bags, so you have to you have to have everything labeled. That's the leg backpack. That's the hiking backpack, whatever. So my leg backpack has um, one of those air blowers for like keyboards because I don't want stuff to get in the joint and gunk it up. I have WD-40 in case something starts to get squeaky. I have my charging cord. I have my spray bottle of rubbing alcohol and water. Um, I have a towel. Um, I have Allen wrenches because if something changes or I have to change out my leg and I bring a different leg, I have my Allen wrenches to loosen and tighten my screws. Mm, What else is in there? Oh, I use a salve. I use aquifer so that if I do do a lot of um, sightseeing and moving around or get out and get exercise and I start rubbing wrong because I'm fitting differently, um, I use aquifer to rub on areas where friction's building up and sores are starting. That's been big help. Uh, that's about it in there, I believe. You know, it's, it's, it's important to have those things when you travel the leg bag goes with me everywhere I go, no matter where I go, because you never know when you might have to take your leg off and refit it. Oh, and I do have my sleeve in there that helps me put my leg on, which is basically a bag that goes on my leg with a cord that goes through my hole, my suction hole. And that's how I pull my leg on. Um, I think I may have a YouTube video out that shows me doing that. And if not, that's one that I'm in the midst of making. I can't remember if I published it yet. Those are the basics My husband has bought me some travel stools because if we are in a hotel room or let's say my my parents' house, I have to jump into a tub bath without a leg on to take a shower. I can't shower with my leg on because it's not allowed to get wet. So getting in with crutches as close as possible and jumping over a tub edge (laughs) in is tough. But standing in a shower can be hard too. Uh, more for the slip factor. I can stand for that long, but I always get very concerned about slipping. So I'm, at least in my family's shower, there's a bar. So as long as there's a bar, I'm good. But we do have collapsible tiny chairs 
that I can take with me and they are very easy to travel with. I have one in my car and we usually put one in my luggage as well, just in case. You never know when you might need it or when your your good leg needs a break and you just can't do it anymore. So that's that's how I travel. And when it comes to getting through like security and stuff, I'm pleasantly surprised. My leg bag, even though it has some really unique looking things and liquids in it, when you tell them through security that that is a medical bag that you must have for your prosthetic, it goes through. They do have to test the liquid if it's more than four ounces, I believe, but that's not a big deal. Just make sure you give yourself plenty of time because all these things kind of make everybody red flag everything that's going on around you because of the metal and the liquids and stuff. So you just want to allow yourself for the time that it might take where you might get caught up a little bit in security, but it's only because they have to take the precautions to make sure your liquid is truly what you say it is and that there's nothing hidden around your leg. So they do the swab swiping and everything on your leg. But other than that, getting through security, um, I'll tell you a trick that we started using was it is much faster for my family to just grab a wheelchair person and have me wheeled through because they can get me right through um, a shorter line and my family gets to come with and we get through I get up I walk through the security line they do the swab down they check my bag and then I'm back in the wheelchair and they zoom me straight to the gate and that really cuts down on time do I need the wheelchair no but when you um, know that your family's kind of rushing to get someplace or whatever that is a big, big help. Don't be afraid to use it, especially if you are um, a little bit slower when you walk. You don't, you don't need that excess, those excess um, moments on your leg if you already are struggling. So don't be afraid. And, um, you know, sometimes you just got to swallow pride. It took me several years of knee surgeries to swallow that pride, to go into a grocery store or Target or Walmart or Costco those bigger stores and get a electric chair. Um, I hated it. Uh, I'm an active person. So that just to me seemed like I was signaling defeat. But then I started realizing the benefits of not burning myself out in little places like that when I needed my energy for putting groceries away or making a meal or whatever. So don't be afraid to do that. Make sure that you do what you need to do to survive and to do it well. And sometimes that means swallowing your pride and just taking the help when the help is there. Well, I know that was just a little bit of information, but I wanted to share that um, about the Romp Global and traveling. And like I said, I have some big things in the works. Um, Nobody, I have not told anybody, um, just my family knows what's going on. So I hope that you will stay tuned to hear what we're going through because it'll definitely be um it's exciting for us but it's also going to be um a real challenge for me as an amputee to do what I'm going to have to do in the next month so I will be back with that I will try to record while I'm at my parents home in Chicago next week and bring to you um some tidbits of information and talk to you a little bit about Chicago and seeing family. Um, I can't wait. Uh, For those of you that have been missing your family, you understand, man, 
My family is a big family, three, three older brothers and an older sister and myself. And I just, I miss seeing everybody and their spouses and their kids and now their kids' kids. So wish me luck. It's been a while since we've traveled, bit rusty, I must say. And I, um, you know, just, you know, the flight is great. I just, just want to get there, right? The, the actual traveling itself is never the fun part, but I look forward to being able to get there. But again, it's one of those moments, enjoy the journey, right? Everything's about the journey, not the end result. So I will try to embrace and enjoy the journey that's upon us to the travel, traveling to Chicago. I will embrace the journey that is the next month for my family and I will report back to you when I am able to um, tell you what's going on in my life. Like I said, I'm really, really excited. Um, but it is also going to be tough. Um, it's going to be tough physically for me, definitely, first and foremost, physically. But it's also going to be tough emotionally for me. Um, I'm a very connected person and um, memories mean a lot to me. So... Um, it's going to be a tough journey this next month. And I will make sure that I bring it on board and talk to you guys about it here on Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I always have a call to action at the end, right? You know, this week, I want to just simply put out there a very, very simple call to action to you. No matter who you are, no matter what phase you are in your life, whether you're an amputee or not, whether you support someone who's an amputee or not, someone that's just a friend of mine that's listening in, someone who's never listened in, check this out. Go to Range of Motion Project Global. Check them out. Check out their website, their mission. See how you can join the teams. Donate. You know, sign up. Sign up even for their newsletter so you can see what awesome things they're doing. If you go to their website, You'll see videos of things they've done. You'll even maybe even see as you go scroll down some of the videos, the We Still Climb video. I believe there are some portions of me in that video, which I'm so excited about. If you're really, really interested, you go to my website, which is www.bawarrior360.com. Um, I will have some pictures there, but I will also have um, my connection, my link to donate or join my team for 2021. I'd love to have you on, but your call to action, at least check Range of Motion Project Global out. Take a look at them. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Follow them. They're amazing. The things they're doing are awesome. And if you want to fill your bucket, the way you do it is by helping fill somebody else's. And there are a lot of people out there, like me, without a leg, that can't even begin to dream of a day where they would be able to walk again because they know there is no prosthetists or prosthetics in their part of the world. But we can bring it to them by bringing awareness, by challenging yourself to get mobile and to donate or to find people that can donate. Maybe your company or maybe someone else's company you know will match a donation. Please check them out. Very simple call to action. Just read about them. Find out about them. See who they are. Look at their faces. Look at the faces of the people that they are changing their lives. It's incredible. The stories that you will see there. There are, you know, double amputees. There are quad amputees. 
they bring not just legs, but arms. So please check them out. Do me that just that little bit of a favor. I know you're going to feel um, attached to them instantly. You're going to love to see what they're doing and you'll want to, to join in somehow. So I hope that you're doing well, that you're getting back out there, getting active. Summer is upon us. Enjoy your life. And remember, be healthy, be happy, be you. <laughs>